Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers is being lowered. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you guys for tuning in to Nick Ish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here. It is November 27th, 2022. It's been a minute. I hope everyone listening and my Nick Ish guys here had a wonderful Thanksgiving with their families. Uh, but first, a few announcements. Nick Ish is hosting his first Black Friday sale until the end of the day, Monday, November 28th. All of our apparel is 40% off with free hand delivery to Queens. Take advantage of this sale now and head over to Instagram to join our biggest raffle. We're giving away two tickets to the Cavs versus Knicks game on December 4th at section 112. All you got to do is like the post, tag a few friends, and cop some Nickish apparel to wear the game. Uh, we're going to do the draw on Tuesday, the 29th. Now, today's episode is another edition of what we're calling the Guest of the Month, where we bring in some of our biggest Knicks fans that we can find and bring them to the pod and talk Knicks. Uh, let's first bring in my guy, Nafi. What's going on, bro? How are you doing today? Doing all right, man. Long holiday weekend. Relaxing. Basically hungover right now, but I feel that's like a, a you know collective universal feeling, but not too bad. How you doing, Faiz? I'm doing good, man. You know, battling a week-long version of the itis, like have not mm. gotten, <laughs> haven't gotten out of bed, just been just been slumping. So re- ready to start the week, ready to start the end of this year, move on to 2023. Got a month left, so hyped to get it started. All right. Um, and this uh this this uh, as uh, as my partner Mo said, or as our partner Mo said, is our guest of the month special. We like snuck it in before December crept in or crept in, but uh, this guy is like somebody we're excited to actually have join our team. Um, recently we had made the announcement on Twitter, and we gave him a shout on our last episode. I think I don't know if all these dates blend together, but yeah, welcome on uh, Sid to today's episode. How you doing, bro? It was good, bro. I f- yo, like after after listening to like the uh, the intro like ad, it was just like yo, I feel like I'm on the prices right. Like I'm just waiting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, Bob Barker, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm good, man. You know, same say same ish, different day. Um, tired. Thanks, like 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 we were talking about it. I feel like we've been on Saturday for like the past five days. And like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Saturday. Like I'm, I'm ready for Sunday. But like <laughs> I'm not even watching football today because there's literally nothing good on today. So like you know, <laughs> yeah. How y'all, Sunday how y'all boys doing? <laughs> it's, it's not even Sunday scaries, bro. It's just like Sunday. Sunday I don't want to be here. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I want to be doing anything else right now. But like it's Sunday. <laughs> yeah. How, how y'all boys doing? How you know? Thanks for having me, by the way. Thanks for for shouting me out, joining the gang. You know, yeah, bro, we're we're so excited to have you on. You've been you're on a couple other podcasts. You have a lot of <laughs> knowledge about college ball. Like when we were chopping it up a couple of weeks ago, you're just shooting the shit, and yeah. you have all these plays in mind. Like, yeah, you're, you're just you're just breaking down the game in a way that none of us have done before. And I think that that's gonna be fucking dope. And I think a lot of listeners here are gonna be looking forward to that. And I think you're gonna really break it down this episode. So we're all looking yeah, forward man. to it. Yeah. Um. Can I start? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, We just cool. want to lead right into it because, like, Let's just for it. our listeners' sake, we did say when we reached out, like, yo, we want to get you on the pod, and you brought up, like, yeah, I'm here to instigate, talk shit about Tibbs, and because uh, uh, you know where the bodies are buried. So, yeah, yeah, this is a perfect so, segue right there. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So to start off, I'll 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 say this: I'm I'm not a Tom Thibodeau fan. Never really have been. Never really will be. Um, but let, let's 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 start. On the air of of somewhat positive, I, I think to start off the year, the w- what the Knicks did was they stressed out help defenders really really well, and of course that's to the to the addition of Jalen Brunson, and you know really being a, I, I guess Tibbs being strong armed to to use his youth like giving Emmanuel quickly more minutes because Evan Fournier is he's like if Napoleon wasn't good at war, so like useless. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, he he's like that, and he's uh, uh and you know, be being forced to to let RJ shoot a bit more, being forced to play Obi when Julius Randle can't coexist on on the court with with Jalen Brunson or RJ. So I think the way 
the year started stressing out stressing out help side defenders and, and running I, I think it's like a little elevator play off the right side where um right, right. where normally whoever the two or whoever the primary ball handler is is coming is coming off the coming from the middle of the paint they they set the they set the pick and then they come in and podcasting 101 never describes something that's awful of me if you've watched the knicks you know what i'm talking about and hopefully most people watch the knicks um yeah yeah (laughs) there's a play that they run that that really does well in stressing out help side defenders and it usually leads to a mitch open dunk or an ob open dunk or a heart or a heart three or or whatever whatever action is coming off the left side off the weak side so he did that really well the bad news is he hasn't done that in God knows how long. And I'm so tired of watch. I, I was so tired of watching the Knicks. I put together a thread of anime characters that looked like the Knicks. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Just because <laughs> like. That was fire. That was OD fire. Yeah. Just because like, I'm so tired of watching the same amount of nothingness happen. And like with Tibbs, it's, it's the same thing every single year for every single team. You start one year, you're defensive, you're defensively locked in, you're you're good, you're ready, and then you have these young players who are happy, ready to play, and then he just doesn't play them. I think the vibe of New York sports as a whole is to lean into the youth movement. The the Rangers do it, the Mets do it, the Yankees kind of try to do it, but not good enough. And as you can see, like floundering expectations for the teams that don't do it. And it's the same thing every single year with Tibbs. Like it happened with it happened with the Bulls. It happened with the Timberwolves. It happened when he ran the Pistons. It's happening with the Knicks. And at the end of the when is enough enough? Like, you know, like when 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 does someone look in when do we look into ourselves and say, I, right, bro, this isn't enough. Like, I guess I'm an advocate of Johnny Bryant. Like, I, I don't know much about him. The most I know about him is he's not Tibbs. Mm-hmm. And that, that <laughs> is enough. more than enough at this point <laughs> for me to be like, I, right, bro, I've, I've had enough. I've seen enough. Like, let, let's just, just stop, just stop. Like, and, and this is not to like, this is not to say like I'm not thankful for the job that Tips has done. I think that right. he has he has done he has done good things, and he you know you see Emmanuel quickly is locked in defensively this year. You see you see Jalen Brunson. Obviously, you want Jalen Brunson with a higher usage rate. And coming into this off season, or coming into this season, you know there are a lot of questions about Jalen Brunson and his usage rate and what would be useful, but. With Tibbs, Jalen Brunson literally cannot not play. Like he has to be on the court. So like, and Jalen Brunson, thank the God and stars and whoever else I need to thank for him being available. Like he he has answered the beck and call every single time. Like there is not a player on like in the NBA I'm happier with than Jalen Brunson. Like just from a fan standpoint, but just from a basketball fan standpoint, just because like. The mid-range game is beautiful. The the back down game is beautiful. The assist game is beautiful. Defensively, he's kind of mad, but like that's what you expected. So like I, I think we said like expectations are like you know exactly what you're gonna get, but exactly. then like <laughs> if you get a little bit more than that, like I, I think I wanted like 16 and four from Jalen Brunson for me to be like, this is a good first year. He's doing better than that, probably. I I don't even know the stats, but I I I know from the eye test he has he scores way more than sixteen points. He assists way more than that, and like he's just one of those guys. Like I I hate using this, especially because like social media has turned it into like a, a stupid phrase. But like Jalen Brunson is all like by definition of the word him. Like he he's just <laughs> good. Like. I, like you love to see him play basketball. Like, and this is gonna sound like super hyperbolic, but like he reminds me of like Chris Paul. Like he he oh, just, yeah. he he hits the right mid-range shot shots, he makes the right passes. He's not as locked in defensively, but like he's in there defensively enough for it to be like, okay, this is this is relevant enough, or this is like decent enough. So like he he reminds me of like if Chris Paul was like two levels lower than like than like a, a good version of Chris Paul. But like he's he's just so good. 
So yeah, like and, and fire tips, like whatever. Fire. <laughs> I'm I'm done. Fire. Pro- <laughs> so no, it's I mean, like you, punctuation at this point. Yeah. You got to be 100% right about that Jalen Brunson stuff. Like he's been the saving grace of this team. He's been the most fun fun part of watching this this Knicks roster in general. But yeah, man, I mean it, it has been frustrating with Tibbs, but I, I like I mean, if you've been listening to the pod for the last two weeks, this is all we've been talking about. It sucks, but this is a, it's the elephant in the room. It's the biggest conversation. And um, I, I, I'm glad that you brought up that tip tips hasn't done all bad things. Like there's definitely been a lot of great things. And, you know, before we, we went on the height, like we went on the break for the for the the road trip, uh, we met, I, I was adamant that I thought this team would go zero and five. And I said that if Tibbs comes out the road trip two and three, he did something good. He ended up on that road trip three and two, and you, you got to give it like, I know players get credit for that, but Tibbs, just as much as you can blame him for a lot of those bad things, you got to give him credit right there for, for willing that team through. Now, is that a good thing that he went three and two? Is that a good thing that he's going to keep his job? I, I'm not really sure, but it's been frustrating to watch. Um, I was just wondering, Sid, though, how much of that would you put on the front office? Because they're clearly the ones who who are okay with this with Tibbs. And, you know, we talked about it. We get the, why he hasn't been fired just yet because it's kind of a bad look to fire a player, with uh, a coach, without even giving him a quarter of a season. But what, what do you think about that, the front office situation? Um, front office is... They're hard to gauge, honestly. Like, I've like so. So let's let's break down the the hierarchy of the front office uh, a little bit. Um, Leon Rose, good guy, good good president, good. You know he he's doing he's doing what he needs to do. Um, if if the goal of your front office is to revitalize a franchise and bring in more assets than when you took over. I can't say anything. Um, do I think he should be a bit more proactive in the things that we see as fans or the things that we see as onlookers? Probably, but you know, you can always think someone should be better at their job than they than they are. Because, like, you know, so I in all. In all fairness to, to Leon Rose, I will say if we're giving him grades, I'll give him like a B. Like I'm I am not unhappy with any of the players drafted. I think I could be happier. Like if we could have got like Tyrese Halliburton over Obi Toppin or Tyrese Maxey over Emmanuel quickly, this roster looks completely different. But for what we do have. I'm happy with it. And these are all long-term franchise pieces that will continue to, to contribute. Um, World Wide West. Legend. Icon. I love him. There's a couple words. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Um, I'm, I met Wes a few times when I was, when I went to Kentucky. Nice. Um, just casually drop that in for the pod. You know, yeah, 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 I think it's got a few connections with worldwide yeah, West. You know, no connections, no connections. No <laughs> me, me and Calipari are cool. Like that's 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 the that's the guy. That's the borough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know worldwide West, but Calipari, that, that's you know, backyard Cal- barbecues and stuff. Like. <laughs> Yo, his house is actually so nice. His house is so nice, and his wife is the nicest woman I've ever met in my life. Oh my gosh. Uh. Yeah, uh, um, Wes, um, the phrase power broker definitely like comes into into like into thoughts. Like, if there's someone doing something shady, like for like if, if there's someone who's like, this is gonna sound terrible, but like, oh let's say like the Knicks front office were criminals. Uh, Worldwide West would be the money launderer, like by like, he, <laughs> like <laughs> the the laundromat would be in his name, or like the yeah. superstore would be in his name, and I I'm not exactly sure what his contributions are, but not in a bad way, but like it's very it's very evident, like when when you look at this this Knicks team and you see like the Kentucky connections or something like that, that has to do with Worldwide West, like it's very obvious that like. If there is, I, I think there was, it was like back in 20, had to be back in 2012, uh, back when World Wide West was kind of just like around. 
and not really doing anything specifically with basketball. Um, like he was sitting at like the family, sitting like the family section of like the national championship on the Kentucky side. And like, he was just like sitting, chopping it up with like eighties dad. <laughs> and like, he's, he's just sitting there like, like kind of just like shady, uh, like just like shady looking bald guy. He's just like, yeah, like I'm here. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like definitely doing like under the table madness or whatever. <laughs> and, like, and like, yeah, like, um, but I, I think that, for for all the underhanded things like that that the Knicks may or may not have been doing like if if there may have been like some form of tampering like for Jalen Brunson like worldwide West definitely did that like West definitely hired like his dad so like I can't be upset with that but like I, I would like I would like the role to be like a bit more pronounced but um I like 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 you said it's it's fair to to give to give Tibbs his every time it seems that Tibbs is on the hot seat, he performs. And so if he continues to perform while he's on the hot seat, like then there's no need to fire him. The problem is that like I, I would like them to be a bit more proactive. So does being more proactive mean like you potentially fire him? Yes. But it also means like, you're admitting that the Knicks are kind of in a space of ambiguousness that nobody really wants to be in, but like it's a place that we can afford to be in because of the assets that have been gained during, during this, the, during the tenure of this front office. And I, I think this year, namely what we kind of do with the, I don't want to say embarrassment of riches on the on the Knicks bench, but what we do with the like how how we figure out this logjam will will decide what I truly feel about this front office because I don't feel bad things, but I it's not good vibes, you know. It's one of those things where where um they could definitely make the wrong decision, but they could definitely make the right decision. So I'm I'm waiting for them to make a decision, and I guess that kind of brings us to to this whole like log jam with with uh Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly and like what what's to do there like the reports are coming out that that they want a first round pick for Emmanuel quickly that's great i guess whatever like trade Derek Rose like i right. D- Derek Rose's bro love D Rose great person great great player we we know the writing is on the wall He's a veteran on an expiring contract versus somewhat versus your first round pick that you just that you just picked up the fourth year option for. We don't have to think too hard here. Like we 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 just don't. Right. Like, like so, someone wants Derrick Rose. Like I I don't know. The Pacers want Derrick Rose. The 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 Magic want Derrick Rose. Anyone wants Derrick Rose besides us. Like you know, so like, and it's not like the Knicks are so desperate for that first round pick that they have to move quickly. Like, just take whatever assets, just take whatever assets you can for Derrick Rose. Like, it's not like take an early second round pick. Like the the not pool, that the the pool of 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 available talent for the NBA is getting bigger and bigger and, and bigger and, and the bigger Knicks have been doing phenomenal year. in that second round. They've been. They've been drafting phenomenal there, so right. And I, I think Jericho Sims. I, I think of, I think there are three guys who who offer kind of the same, the same physical attributes that Jericho Sims has. I, I think that Jericho Sims has probably the best second or top three best second jumps in the league. So like Zion Williamson crazy. obviously has the best second jump in the league. Isaiah Jackson. Shout out UK because I will always find a way to to shout out the gang. <laughs> he one of the best second jumps in the league, and then Jericho Sims. Like it's, I, that is such a good talent to have, especially for a team that that needs size and needs to that thrives well. Any team thrives well when they're when they're eating on on offensive boards. But like, it's just the energy and the and the and the happiness and the joy that that brings. What while your team is kind of in this ambiguous space, so right. like that's it's it's not hard 
for for the team to find well within the second round. And then Deuce is really good. He's defensive mastermind. He'll he'll get his shot falling eventually, hopefully. But if not, then like he'll occupy like the same spaces as like I don't want to say Andre Ro- Roberson. That's kind of disrespectful to the boy. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, oh, Polo, what a name. What right. is Andre Roberson doing right now? <clears throat> The last I knew of Andre Roberson, he was dating Rachel Demita, like right oh, before okay. the bubble. And sorry, at that yes. point, I had I'm nothing negative to say about him. Just like whatever, respect. Yeah, do you, bro. <laughs> salute and That's, move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's totally moved on from ball. I respect it. Right. Yeah, it, 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 what still like this? This was during the bubble. Oh, so like, Lord. but I maybe they broke up. I don't know. Like. But I love Rachel Domino. Like that that's good milk right there. I love her. Wow. <laughs> My man. If we gotta edit that out, we we totally should. No, oh, no, we, 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 might, we might clip that up, Kunal. You listening? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh I, I know Wally's Herbie. I hear this podcast and he he's involved somehow. So like I don't I don't want that to be my my claim to fame calling Rachel Domino. Like, no, not at all. Not at all. But also, like if you're listening, like baby, come home, I miss you. <laughs> like um, yeah, no. Uh yeah, so like uh, Andre Roberson, um, kind of like kind of oh gosh, what's um Who's the kid who's on the who's on the 76ers who doesn't play anymore? Who is good defensively? Stiebel? Paul Reed. see Stiebel. Yeah, yeah, like kind of kind of in that space. Bro, like if, so someone said that if you're talking about I miss Blueface's music, that's like sounding like you know, I miss how Matisse Stiebel play. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Indeed. Oh, yeah, like, like who's even Blueface? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, like Matisse Stiebel, like in the time where he was decent, like. He he was a good backup for for like Ben Simmons defensively. I, I like you know like he he did what needs to be done. But that's like kind of the space that uh that that Deuce um occupies and like the team loves him and you know hard. You take that. You take that from a second round pick though. Like yeah, like he's one of those guys where like in like seven years or nine <laughs> years he'll be like a, a Cadillac question like uh, on uh. Uh, on the MSG and like you take that and like if he gets a few second contracts you're just like wow I'm really happy for him like you know like he he made generational wealth playing in the NBA and that's all you can ask for from a second round pick <laughs> basically Langston Galloway for the new generation like that's exactly who Langston Galloway oh, is right now I you know mean oh perfect God. trivia I question the one positive thing on the Knicks for a little the bit, true like... miracle development story of the Knicks franchise like he was like undrafted and he had like three big contracts from like three different teams since like the Pistons the Pels and us I think I think or, like so. the Hawks maybe I don't yeah. know we gave him that contract that's why he signed elsewhere yeah, yeah, I I loved him. He was he was fun uh, to watch. He was hundred percent fun to watch. He was Alec Burks before Alec Burks. Thanks. Perfect, perfect way to say it. Perfect. Like, he it. he was just a Hooper. Burks been balling, man, on the Pistons too. Yo, the Knicks boys been balling on the Pistons. Kevin Knox been balling too a little bit, like. Bro, I couldn't mean? tell you a thing about the Pistons if Cade Cunningham is playing. <laughs> <laughs> like. I'm I'm still pissed at Jaden Ivy for for not being a Nick, and it's nobody's fault. But I'm gonna take it out on him. Yeah, you should have demanded like this is before you even some Eli Manning shit, right? Like... Exactly. Yeah, like you you should have been like, no, I'm going to play for Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I mean that's that that's doesn't where even sound right. The front I'm office, so sorry. The front office did the right thing there. They were pretty aggressive with the Jaden Ivy stuff, and like we talked about it earlier, like you know offline, like the Knicks right now, if you if you do the draft right now, they probably have three top 15 picks and that's another way to get aggressive to move into that potentially top five in the draft in a, in a pretty like deep draft so hopefully like like you said this this is definitely like a make or break year for the front office and like the moves they make so i'm ho- I'm hoping for all the best you know we, we're rooting for all the best so. right so like they're they're literally teetering in between two spaces and it can be really good or i can be like I can be like an Oklahoma City fan by the end of like March. <laughs> like it, it really depends. And like, not to say OKC is doing anything better, but like, they got Shea Gil, just talent. please come home. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. we, we miss you too, bro. <laughs> okay, all right. And and that's why we got these guys, right? Like Leon, Leon Rose, and Worldwide West. Like these guys have that cachet to like bring in these big name guys. So I think 
if it were any other two guy combination that were not named Leon Rose and World Wide West, they'd get like a B. I'd agree with you on that. I think because we haven't been able to get these they haven't been able to maneuver these trades that really affected the team in a positive way. I, I give them like a B minus. I think the fact that we're not in debt, we're not, we have all of our assets. We have strong young core and we have Jalen Brunson on the team that gives them kind of B minus. But I think, like you said, this, this upcoming year, like if they don't, if they can't facilitate that trade that can really help us get to that next level, like that's, that's, that's a conversation that, you know, that's going to be a serious conversation that we're going to need to have on whether or not we have that, that right front front office to really get us to that level. Right. And you know. I, I think one, uh, you know, last little nugget for Jalen Brunson right now. Um, his contract is a descending contract. Like, mm. average far remembers when they said that I was an overpay. I remember. Right. Um, and maybe it know, is Brock an Eller. overpay for like the level of ambiguousness that the Knicks are in. Like, maybe you don't want to see your your team spend that money uh, on a on a guy when you don't really know what di- what direction your team is going in. But also, he's making less money as the years go on. I'm not sure what more you could want in a contract for someone who is, if not already in their prime, approaching their prime. And, you know... Maybe he'll regress. Maybe he'll revert back to the means. And if the means is 15 and five or 16 and six, that's still better than anything that Nick have trotted out since like Starberry, right? Oh, I love the Starberry store. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. So many $15 shoes that I used to hoop in. Oh, man. What a throwback. Like, my mom used to take me to the Starberry store after, like, I got good grades and would say, like, just get four pairs of shoes. And nice. I would get four pairs of shoes in the same colorway or, like, in a different colorway. But, like, oh, je ne sais quoi. Like, so good. Like, <laughs> abs- absolutely. Oh, man. Good. Fifteen dollar heat, right? From two thousand seven, like <laughs> them and the shacks held us down back in the day when nobody. Bro, back back when I, I I am still broke, but I I spend my <laughs> I spend my 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 single my single man expendable income on Jordans now. <laughs> but if I <laughs> could, I would buy Starberries. <laughs> so, I mean, my bad, real quick. But you're right. Like Jalen Brunson's paid as like a top fifteen point guard, and he's definitely playing above that and that's before a lot of these young point guards are even getting their their uh like contracts before like lamella ball and all these guys are getting their contracts so as a descending contract and as those young guys like kate cunningham lamello get their contracts most likely max contracts he's gonna fall even lower on that paid status and i think he's gonna outperform his contract no matter what hype to have jalen on this team no, no, he he already has outperformed his contract. Like it's it's early and it's hyperbolic, but I'll be early and hyperbolic. I don't care. Like yeah. who who's gonna check me? <laughs> not anyone on tips. Yo, so, like, someone <laughs> try to check us on the Jalen Brunson takes. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not like, paying off. Do, do it. it. I, I fight. Who cares? Like I'm, I'll 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 scream into the board on Twitter. I don't care. Elon Musk ruining this shit. Who cares? I'll, <laughs> exactly. I'll scream into I'll scream into the void until until the void is empty, and I'll find another void to scream. I'll go, I'll go back to to arguing in Facebook comments. I don't care. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing better to do. I'm unemployed, baby. Let's go. <laughs> if Rachel Dumita hears this, I'm not actually unemployed. Oh, fuck Please it, come home. Yeah, he actually just pulled up to the podcast recording in a, in a Ferrari. Like, I've seen it. My own two eyes. I just Even bought it. Doing what are you talking Zoom. about, man? I just bought it. I'll, I'll pass a, back the keys. It's a, it's a nice little, it's a nice little scenario. Yeah, I appreciate you paying miles. off. I appreciate you paying off my student loans, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, yeah, do it, bro. bro. But thank you, Sid. You, you got beat me to the punch. That's what it was. Like. <laughs> bro, <laughs> student debt will not get a, a cent from me. <laughs> get it back in blood. <laughs> All right, me, so me and Tibbs will be back to back fighting for our, for our fighting for our lives and student debt for as long as I can. I will not pay that back. <laughs> All right. So a topic that we've kind of been teetering around the past few past few weeks and calling um, basically just calling not, yeah, not, not, not to address it. Yeah, I, I think it's about time we, we talk about it. Um, I abstain, by the way. I'm not doing this. I know. But this brand, before we begin, this brand has always been, is currently, I will always continue to be a pro RJ Barrett 
uh, brand. So that's not to say his game has not been at the level that we expected to to keep it nice. Past past Mo's been so. tiptoeing, dancing. You know, so like, I would just I would just I would just lob it up to Sid, bro. R.J. Barrett, what's what's been going on? What's your what's your thought on what are, what are your thoughts on him? And um, are you is this, are you at a point right now where you're a little bit concerned? And um, what percentage of his issues or or whatnot on the court can be you know given to to coaching? I don't want to do this. I, feel wrong. <laughs> I, I the fifth. You're allowed to. I'm not, not going to plead the fifth because I, I think me as a brand, I will, I will never run away from the smoke. Like I will, I will always make sure that, um, that I speak candidly and 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 freely about what what the people want to hear. Like it, it gets the people going, and right. nobody wants to hear this except for like a certain like the people who who are anti R.J. Barrett. I, I don't know what you wanted the Knicks to do besides draft the third best player on the board. <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like no one knew Darius start... Garland was gonna be what he is. Don't don't pretend like you wanted Darius Garland over RJ at that moment. Yeah, like a torn Darius... ACL. Did he not? Like, yeah, and he yeah. played for Vanderbilt, bro. Like, stop it. Exactly. Stop, stop pretending. The only person who plays for Vanderbilt is like people whose moms get shanged out by the goat. So like who cares? And like... Jay Cutler somehow. <laughs> whatever (laughs) like um but i i guess since we're since we're here i'll revert back to pre rj barrett said and i'll put on my i hate duke and i will slander everything about them cap um rj barrett um am i am i worried no because rj barrett was uninspiring to say the least up until a certain point last year. And then he ended the season with like a streak of like 25 plus games, 20 point plus games. And I think the, eventually you want to see him put it together to say the least, like you don't want it to continuously be, Let's just wait till all-star break. Let's just wait till Christmas. Let's just wait. You want to see him put it together. But I think in his defense, there needs to be a new voice in the room. Tibbs is no longer the voice. And that's the last I'll say on Tibbs when it comes to that. And I, I think that we we don't know yet what RJ Barrett is as a basketball player. And when I say that, I mean, does he thrive off ball? Does he thrive on ball? Is he a defense to offense kind of guy? Is he a transition guy? Is he using that use his athleticism type of guy to make sure that he is he is, you know, doing the things that will will make him a productive basketball player? So like we see the defensive the we see the streaks of defensive brilliance. We see the streaks of offensive brilliance. And I think like he just got a slump. Like I, I think that's just what it comes down to. Um it's been a by all definitions of the word, the Knicks are mid. Like they are a 500 team. When it comes to advanced stats, they are middle of the pack. The only elite player on the team is Jalen Brunson. And when I say elite, like he, I, I think it was like one of those NBA university, what stands out posts, which like, I, I hate that phrase, what stands out because it's just an invitation <laughs> for, it's an invitation for people to say the dumbest thing that they can find like on a, on a non-context graph. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different problem with NBA discourse. But Jalen Brunson's little headshot was, I, I think it was like all on ball production. And I think, like he's in the same breath as like Luca, uh, Shea Gilgis. Like his 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 stats err on those sides of um of production. So like, and we we don't really know what Jalen or what what uh, R J Barrett like where where he falls in that. If he's going to be an off ball shot creator, on ball creator, defensive guy, defense off. Like we we just don't know yet, and we can attribute that to he he's younger than all of us. Like he's twenty two. So like, there's no rush, but like, you know, from the outside looking in, he just got paid. So like, you want, you want, you want that to be something. And then like, 
when you think of the off season, um, if if you think of like the off season discourse around RJ Barrett, like he, him and him and Quentin Grimes held up like a Donovan Mitchell trade, who's, you know, everyone wanted Donovan Mitchell, but like when we didn't get him, everyone was just like, it's over. Thank, thank God. Like the, the saga is over. Like it felt like a, a Montague and Capulet, like forbidden romance type of deals. Like wherefore art thou Donovan? And then Donovan just said, I'm, I'm right here. Hey, come get me. Like, you know, like, Hey, let's kiss. Like, let's, you know, <laughs> but like, but like the, the, the hating ass, hating ass best friend said, Oh, sorry. I actually like him a little bit more here. Mm-hmm. So this is mine now. So like, you know, so like the I, I think a lot of the um a lot of the discourse around RJ Barrett is from a is it's from an angry place. Like everyone wants the Knicks to have a star. I, I think we have one with Jalen Brunton. Everyone wants Julius Randle, who has surprisingly gone unslandered for most of this podcast. We gotta come back to that. I'll I was gonna wind it up. I was gonna wind it up right after. I was about this. to say you. Right. I just put the battery on my own back. Like I'm, I'm solar powered right now, and I had to go find some batteries. I gotta come back to that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you know, like, we we don't know what the value is. He's 21, 22 years old, and he just got paid. And I, I think his contract is. He he got a value contract. Like you, you know, you give him what he, you give him what to give him, and he's in a slump. But um, am I am I worried? A little bit. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a little worried. Like I, you know, you want you want to see him put it all together. Um, do I do I think it? You know, do, do I think the Knicks made the wrong choice? No. Do I do I think that we shouldn't have paid him? No. Like you, you know, you you pay your guys and you, and you. You know, you you give the pay, paying your guys not only has value for for the roster, but it has value from the outside looking in. Like you you pay your guys, you give them these contracts. You you know, guys see like okay, this is you know, even if they haven't produced, they they pay they pay at least market value or a little bit or a little bit above or a little bit of low, but below. Um, and you know that that has value moving forward, especially when you have those shady guys like World Wide West who's like he he he's willing to hide the bodies. Like he he may not be willing to go in for the kill, but he's willing to hide the bodies. So like stuff like that is important. And I I think Jalen Brun or I I I have Brunson on the brain. Like he's I'll, I'll always want to talk about Jalen Brunson. We all do. Yeah. When, when you when you talk about R.J. Barrett, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm a little worried, but not worried enough to be like to be up in arms yet. Like I I just want. I just wanted to put it together. And this is just like from a, this, not only from a Knicks fan point, but just from like a standpoint of, um, just from a standpoint of like being a fan of basketball. Like you see the flashes, you, you know, and, and you want him to be in those conversations. Like you want him to be an all-star. You, you want, you want him to, to kind of just be able to put it together and be like, okay, this is what he's good at. This is what we know he's good at. Let's put him in a situation that thrives with that. And so worried, a little bit concerned no it's a shooting slump the best of the best have them Steph Curry went into like the world's biggest shooting slump before he broke the three-point record like everyone thought he was going to break that record against the Knicks and he just didn't and then he yeah yeah like you know he works that way yeah like the things things will regress back to the means eventually and I think RJ Barrett in the means is an above average player who contributes defensively, who who could shoot free throws a little bit better. But like historically speaking, his stats are in the same breath as like his accumulative stats. Sorry, let me not get us firebombed. His accumulative stats are the same as like LeBron, Luca. We do the Tommy Beer stats? Yeah, Love of those. course. Of Love course. Those stats. Love those. Whoever fulfills the agenda. Exactly. Like uh, (laughs) with the accumulative stats, he, he airs on those sides of players, not to say he'll be that same level of player, but like, I'm, I'm not concerned of for RJ Barrett's RJ Barrett's career arc. I'm just not, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned the Steph Curry comparison with, with the shooting slump. I think 
the one keen difference that I'm seeing between those two guys when when Steph got double or triple team because he, he's always going to do that because he's going to gather a lot most of the attention on the court because he's Steph Curry right. he's able to dish out the ball and with RJ I think we're seeing a lot more bad habits of him just working with tunnel vision driving out four or five guys leaving the the you know, leaving Obi top and other guys wide open who have the open three in the fourth quarter and just not getting the ball out there. So we're seeing, we're seeing bad habits. I think some of that could be chalked up to not being held accountable by the coaching staff, not right, maybe, right. maybe not going through enough film sessions, but at the same time, I, I would like to see more of RJ holding himself accountable rather than just saying the shots are going to fall one day. I think he's just saying that keep himself going, but at the same time, right, we see right. we see Brunson holding himself accountable in certain games, post game interviews. But RJ, I think, also needs to do that. If if it were Randall in this same position, I think we'd be we'd be having pitchforks out there. But for a nine year veteran, he he should know better. And RJ is much younger, but he's still a four year vet, so he need I I believe he needs to hold himself a little bit more accountable. I I like that we're seeing that he's leading the team in minutes and field goal attempts. I think. I think some of that credit should go to Tibbs for because he is enabling RJ Barrett. But on the flip side, he needs to be able to hold RJ more accountable. And we see him kind of trying to do that by telling him that he needs to go to the gym more. He might need to be a little bit more explicit with with what he says. But I think the the way this team is structured with Randall and RJ, I think I think that experiment is done. It's over. Like you can't have these two guys with clashing uh, capabilities on the court at the same time because they're just gonna cancel each other out and the, the team's not gonna perform. We're as mid as it gets, but I think these these plays that RJ is missing is a big factor of us losing these close games. We I think we should have won that OT game against Portland, but yeah, I think there are yeah. a couple of plays that you know that were that were miscues that we should have and could have gotten and we didn't. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It definitely comes back to to accountability. That like. That was so hard for me to say. I've never, <laughs> I've never said that about RJ. But yo, know, like that's that's right where I'm at mentally right now with him. Yeah, and I I don't I don't want to say not it's not for trying. And you know he's probably he probably is doing the things that you know that need to be done to make sure that he, you know, is is ready. But I. I like you said, I, I think it's mental. Like, I, I really do think it's, it's mental for him. And I, I think, like, he just has to tell himself, like, yeah, the shots will keep falling. And, of course, nobody wants to hear that. But, like, it's one of those it's one of those things where you, you're tired of seeing the Knicks tread water. And as of right now, R.J. Barrett is a part of the treading water and not the swimming. Like, like Cam Reddish is playing fantastic basketball. And like, I don't want to say fantastic. He's playing good basketball. Yeah, he's playing, he's, he's playing good basketball for, for the expectations that people had for him. Cause they, they said like his career was done. If, if like the, the Anthony Edwards clip didn't exist, which is like the. Very funny. (laughs) It's very funny. Yeah. Might not be true, but it's very funny. Yeah, like it's <laughs> that. That's uh, Cam Reddish is, is one of my really close friends' cousins. So like, oh, wow, say, okay. seeing stuff like that is just like, bro, like he, like that, <laughs> like I, I've been watching Cam play basketball since he was like sixteen. Like he, he's he, he's the goods. Just he's like a monster, like talent yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. He 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 reminds me of like, it, if all things go accordingly for Cam for Cam Reddish, he'll be Paul George, <laughs> like. Mm. He'll he'll be like he'll be a Paul George type player. Like he's just smooth on the court and everything like that. But like um R- RJ, you don't you you just don't know where where that where that's going yet. Like some people say his his absolute perfect upside is Kawhi Leonard. I, I think that's I, I think that that's a bit too high. Lofty. Some yeah. people say J- Jimmy Butler. I feel like that might I see the comparison, but it might be a bit too high based on what we know Jimmy Butler is able to do. Like, do I think RJ Barrett at, from what we've seen is capable of a 50 point triple double in the finals? Probably not. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, over here nodding. Yeah. But you know, bias. <laughs> it, it hurts to say, and you, and this is not to say like, he's not good. It's just to say like, Maybe the evaluations were off, and maybe the evaluations will remain off until we get some form of cohesiveness on the court that does not include Julius Randle, which is and fine. Thibodeau. I'm gonna throw that in there. And Thibodeau. 
and Tibbs too. Like, and I, I think it's just time for new voices. I understand why new voices aren't being put in the room, but it's time for new voices, and that's fine. But it's it's going to come down to this offseason. That, that's that's what it comes down to. It's going to come down to what what is available, um, in terms of draft prospect it's going to come down to what is available in terms of moving up in the draft it's going to come down to where the Knicks finish this season and there there are just people and things that have to go Tibbs has to go Fournier has to go I don't want to say it but Derrick Rose it's not that Derrick Rose can't be here it's that Derrick Rose is of value, of, of more value in other places, which is fine with me. Right. Which hurts to say because I love Derrick Rose. Um, Julius Randle. I don't want to say he can't be here either because, like, his contract isn't a bad one per se. Mm-hmm. But it's not a good one. Like, it's not one that, like... Like, you had to pay him. That's that's just what it came down to. Like, I'm gonna stop you right there though, because you were like in the middle of your eyes so earlier, and I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to clear it out, kind of let you go. But like, you had you did touch on Julius. So like, as a Kentucky, obviously, you know, loyalist, how's it? How does the whole Julius Randall experience like this season been for you? Like this season, maybe last season, but like especially now, what you've seen, like, like um, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm ebbs and flows um you see a lot of good so like i it, it comes down to effort and not for nothing like as a kentucky loyalist like i will a loyalist alumni mm-hmm. all, all of the above like um you have to you have to be real with yourself and what we see from Julius Randle when he wants to hold himself accountable versus what we see on a night to night basis are two very different things. And like, that just means there are parts of the game, which come down to effort that you can address. And sometimes he chooses not to address them. And maybe because it's, you need a new voice. So maybe it's because he just doesn't want to, Maybe it's because there's lingering injuries. Maybe it's because we, you know, we don't know until until we see the good. But the the Julius Randle experience, it's you know, it, it's like anything else, really. Where like some days you're just like, yeah, this is great, and the other days it's just like, wow, this fucking sucks, and you I just want to, right. yeah, you just want to, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where, um. It's it's whatever. Um, the the Julius Randall experience at Kentucky was very similar to this. Um, really, it it was a uh, this was this was my freshman year, so this is when I was still practicing. Yeah, this was this is when I this is when I tore my ACL and was still practicing. Um, that was a twenty four and ten year. The path. The NCAA path was Kansas State in the round of 64, which was an easy game. They won the they won the SEC chip over Florida. Mm. Yeah. So the the path was Kansas State in the round of 64. Wichita State was was the undefeated team with Ron Baker in the round of 32. Louisville in the round in the Sweet 16 where Willie Cauley-Stein got hurt. Michigan in the Elite Eight, which was the Andrew Harrison game winner over Nick Castillo. Final four against Wisconsin, which was the Andrew Harrison winner over Sam Decker. And then the loss to Kimball Walker. No, the loss to Shabazz Napier in the national championship in Dallas. And there was just a lot of... During the year, like a lot of people called out Julius Randle's effort because, mm. you know, college basketball, young black college basketball, oh, he's just here yeah. for the money. Oh, he's here for one year. I'm white. Whatever. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Um, 
Uh, yeah, there there was a lot of effort issues, and then that was the year of Calipari's famous tweak, where um, Julius Randle came down to conditioning and and more and more just you thrown around his body because at that point I, I want to say he was he was two two seventy two eighty ish, and he hadn't slimmed down yet, so he was a big dude. Right. Um. Yeah, it it was about the same for real. Like it was just. It, it was a lot of effort issues, at least I thought, and not a lot of crowd, uh, a lot of court clutter too. James Young was on that team, who was surprised, who was also like an athletic lefty who very much mirrors R.J. Barrett. And they, they not to say they couldn't coexist on the court, but like if one person was having, oh gosh, they were both really bad at shooting free throws too. Good lord! <laughs> oh, I'm unhappy now. Oh, oh Lord. I think I'm I'm still RJ's credit. He's gotten a lot better at free throws. He has, but I, I just got really sad. Oh <laughs> I just got really, really sad. Oh my gosh. I have How long was James now. Young in the NBA? Two years? <laughs> Two years, three years in Boston? Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm like stunned. Stuck. We just gave Sid like a Vietnam flashback. Yo, like <laughs> holy hell. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh no. I saw oh, the no. choppers buzzing behind him. I Yo, saw like, you know if if someone was to like <laughs> If someone was like pop bubble wrap right now, like whatever work my Lexapro has been doing for like the past seven months, gone. Mm-hmm. Like oh, anti anti like um send send me back to send me back send me back to wherever I was before this because I'm sad now. Good lord. Hand <laughs> up! I'll t- I'll take that. That's all me. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Send the invoice. You know what? I'll we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, they just couldn't really coexist on the court, but when they did, it was a working product. Oh gosh, Mitchell Robinson reminds me of Willie Cauley Son too. All right, all right, I think we need to end the show right here, right now. This is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. Oh, we're gonna go down a rabbit oh, hole. Oh gosh. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Fai's last question, right? Yeah. Um. So the the Knicks play the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies lost, I think, three away games in a row, and you know the. The Knicks get to play at MSG again after this long road trip, coming off a tough loss against Portland. But said you got any predictions for for tonight? Let's just try our best and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Sid reporting live from the shadow realm. It's like we, you wandered up. Me to. and my middle school art class, like guys, let's just have fun. Let's let's just you know let's let's go out there and give it our best. Like so, like so, like watching John Morant. Like I don't want to say like anything too positive because like. But like I, I think it was like the Simpsons, where it's just like, where Marge is like holding the potato. She's like, I just think, I just think it's neat. Mm. <laughs> like I, I just, I just think John Morant's really neat, and I, I, I think I just want everyone to just have fun tonight. <laughs> the John Morant RJ battles at first were so so entertaining. Like I remember that the year we went off with the fourth seed, uh, one of the one of the key wins down the stretch was against the Grizzlies. RJ was taking it. You know, to to John and whatnot, but now, like after last year, I remember it's 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 felt it felt loud. now it's starting to feel mean. It's yeah. like it was a certain point where the Carmelo Lebron matchups were fire, and then just when it became clear, Lebron was like elevating ahead. Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, all right, Melo's gonna try. They might win the game, but come on, we know what it is. Yeah. Um. And Brunson might not even play with the something quad quad contusion. I don't know. There's a chance he might not play. Let's assume he's not playing tonight. Hashtag sources. Um, yeah. Um, I I just want everyone to have fun and, and try their best. That's and um, you say that after, after the game, if everyone could just pick up two pieces of trash, um, right? We we can all just get out of here quicker. Um, honestly, I, honestly, the Knicks could use the karma too. Like, be, be nice people. Right? Like, right? Just maybe no hard fouls tonight. Um, <laughs> Maybe let's let's just but I will say like the way Tibbs' teams have been going, like I could see this as like some like key win for the Knicks because they've been just, you know, that Portland Same. loss is bad, the Blazers Same. loss is bad, like it go anyway. But and you know, it's not a Sunday matinee game, it's it's like six o'clock, you know. So like, you know, Sunday night Knicks, we got a song for that too. Like on the West Coast stuff. That's here. It's here. It's at it's uh, at so, so that, that's the, this is the, the West Coast. <laughs> that, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's also <laughs> dumb. Yeah, the yeah, goddamn NBA ruined my whole concept of geography. To be honest with you, like, why is New Orleans in the West Coast Western yeah, Conference? They, they got to move those teams over. Makes no shift, sense. Shift Brooklyn over to Las Vegas. <laughs> the whole franchise of the borough. 
Uh, I like the borough. Let's move the franchise. I'm with it. Right. <laughs> uh, let's let's maybe move half the borough along. You know, <laughs> work. Get the yuppies out of here, you know. Let, let's let's move the newer side to uh to to back to the west coast. Let's They're all from slope. Vegas let, anyway. Let's get Park Slope out of here, like. <laughs> maybe like the the up the upper parts of Crown Heights. Let's maybe move them to to uh to um you know like. The places where it's safe to play Pokemon Go. Let's just move. <laughs> right, let's right. let's move that that to, to Vegas. Vegas needs more safe spaces. Send us Eric Adams. That's who we would go to. This right, like some of no nah, Joe Eric Sine, Adams maybe. is so funny. He's not somebody. Shit. He's so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> Best club promoter in New York City, man. Bro, how are you a mayor, but you're the mixiest motherfucker in the city? Like that's so awesome. I but it's him, so I've... bad. I've seen more pictures it's of him horrific. with French Montana than actual city officials. So, bro, if that <laughs> was his a, end game, like if he just like worked his entire life just to get to this position, I kind of got a begrudging respect. It not even begrudgingly. It's it's I very stand. bad. For I the stand. City. Nah, I stand. <laughs> I mean, the, the celebrity you picked was French Montana. Like that, that's where you. That's all right, whoa. We're we're all from New York, bro. There there will be zero French Montana slander here. This is true. I mean, Mac, Mac, you know, those tapes, sure, but nowadays, French. Bro. Hey, man, double he's, he's like, he's a Muslim brother, too, is he not? Islamophobic, too? Come on. Yo, shout out, Chinks. That's my guy, bro. Bro, like, and Charlotte, French Montana, bro. He, yeah. he He's always down. Like, <laughs> he, nowadays. I just say, he, he's, o- he's always good for one banger per year. And it's always go. during the summer. There you and go. it's always when I'm outside and drunk. So, like. He has no lock. I could agree with the that. song. It's just, it's just whoever he features. It's bro. just a hat. Bro. <laughs> uh, shot caller, bro. Shot those, caller. Those horns. That's for, that's that's Harry Fraud though. You know that's that's my boy Harry Fraud. Bro, <laughs> la, la musica de Harry Fraud. First off, hearing that producer tag while I'm outside, bro. It's iconic. oh, it's iconic. <laughs> iconic, you are, you bro. Start eleva- eleva- elevating, like <laughs> it's you know, like the the Bobby Hill meme <laughs> where he's like, it's like his ethereal form. Oh like, yeah, yeah. His body. <laughs> <laughs> that's me every time I hear like those horns, just like, like Oof. bro, just ele- like I'm looking down at myself, having a good time, like <laughs> especially when I'm like day drunk in like Manhattan or something. Just like, oh man, oh man, I miss New York so much, bro. <laughs> Got to get you out here, man. Official Nick Nickish link up. Bro, I, I'm coming. I'm coming back in uh, January, and then I'll be around during the summer too. Since since nice. my rent is like eleven fifty a month, like I I don't pay anything to live out here. I, my friends yeah, call my house flex on us That's a closet in New York, man. Like, oh nah, bro. I have a three floor loft. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Take us home, Mo. All right. So, Sid, uh, for the listeners here, where, where else can they follow you and your other your other pods that you're on? Um, you can you can follow your boy at uh Sid Slide Park, S-Y-D-S-L-I-D-P-A-R-K, like the Mac Miller album, Blue Slide Park, except it's Sid. Um I shit post a lot. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you, but there's there's a lot of fun sports in between the shit posting. Um at Bruise and Baseball Podcast, that is where I exclusively talk about baseball and alcohol, which are my two favorite things in this world, besides Rachel Demita. Like I said, baby, come home, I miss you. Um, um, and then you know, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on IG at STKOTR. Um and yeah, um, you know, I I talk about a lot of things. I, I talk I talk wrestling, um, I talk baseball, I talk basketball, I talk college basketball, I talk comics. Um, yeah, um, you know, if you could throw me a follow, throw me a shout out, throw me a dollar, whatever, whatever helps, whatever you whatever you got. Um yeah, and then you know, I also I also do a lot of a lot of review for like shoes, music. I'm I'm nice. as my friends like to say when it comes to shoes, I'm the brick and the supplier. Um, so if y'all ever need shoes, come find me. I I can help you get what you need. Hey, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know that that's where you can find me. Thanks for having me, guys. Like I I appreciate this. It's always fun to chop it up about the Knicks. Um. Fire Tibbs is is the uh, motto, the go-to. Yeah, that's the mantra. 
slogan. And it, it's not even in like a, a malicious way. It's just like, thank you. Not even fire tips. Get, give him a layoff. Like, put tips down. Just put them down. You know, like that, that's know. holy shit. That just went hella negative. That was on me. That was on Find me. Find a warehouse. Yeah. Just say it's no, a mutual decision. They mutually decide to part ways. Just make that the give him a consultant job on the Knicks. Like, so yeah. you know, he he can be here. He just can't do what he's doing anymore. Exactly. You know? There you go. Yeah, yeah. like you, yeah, and and like I said. Rachel Demita, please come home, bro. I'm, I'm so sad without you. <laughs> Sid, thank you so much for joining us. This is fucking awesome. Had a great time. Welcome to Nickish. And for those of you guys listening, make sure you follow Sid uh, and follow us on Instagram at Nickish NYC. Join the raffle. Get 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 tickets to the Cavs game. Cop some Nickish apparel. And follow us on all podcasting platforms. Give us that five star review. And until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.